well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company, where uh, unfortunately we are talking about some infringements today. Mm-hmm. California Governor Gavin Newsom holding a uh, press conference announcing a, a slate of gun control measures. We're going to be uh, talking about one of them in particular on uh, today's program as I uh, sit down to uh, to tape today's show. The uh, press conference and the unveiling of a uh, host of new restrictions has not yet taken place. But we do have the text of SB2 uh, as it will be introduced. This is California's version of uh, carry killer legislation, very similar to what we've seen uh, in New York, very similar to what we've seen in New Jersey, uh, likely very similar to what we are going to see in uh, Maryland uh, uh, coming up here this uh, legislative session. Uh, so I thought we would take a look at uh, some of the provisions in California's response to the Bruin decision striking down the May issue process by which uh, concealed carry licenses were handed out. Uh, not only in New York State, but in California and about to six other states around the nation. Interestingly, um, back when the state of California could deny basically anybody uh, the right to carry, right? Or the, like sheriff, sheriffs could deny anybody, right? Because they're the issuing authority in California. You had to show good cause. Um, as long as the state of California could tamp down who could carry, they didn't really impose a lot of restrictions on where individuals could carry. But now that the Supreme Court has said, hey, <clears throat> you know, the average everyday citizen has the right to bear arms in self-defense. Well, all of a sudden now California is sort of flipping the script. If they can't s- decide who can carry, they can't pick and choose, right? Then they're going to greatly limit where those folks who are exercising the right to bear arms uh, can do so. So uh, just quoting here from uh, SB2, this is part of the, um, the, the sort of the initial statements here, right? They say the bill would require the licensing authority to issue or renew a license if the applicant is not a disqualified person for the license and the applicant is at least 21 years of age. The bill would remove the good character and good cause requirements from the issu- issuance criteria. Well, that's good. That's probably the only good thing in this bill. <laughs> the bill goes on to say uh, that the bill would add the requirement that the applicant be the recorded owner with the California Department of Justice of the pistol, revolver, or other firearm capable of being concealed upon the person. In other words, you could only carry a specific firearm. That that firearm would basically be attached to your concealed carry license. They say the uh, bill would change the training requirement to be no less than 16 hours in length. Current law is no more than 16 hours in length. It would add additional subjects to the course, including, among other things, the safe storage and legal transportation of firearms, which we'll get to in just a second. The uh, bill would also require an issuing authority prior to that issuance, renewal, or amendment to a license uh, if it has direct access to the designated department system to determine if the applicant is the recorded owner of the pistol, revolver, or other firearm. Uh, the bill would then require an issuing authority without access to that system to confirm uh, the ownership of the sheriff of the county in which the Agency is located, right? Then they also say that uh, existing state law requires a licensing authority to charge an additional fee in an amount equal to reasonable processing costs for a new license. Existing law also prohibits a licensing authority from imposing, among other things, a requirement or condition that an applicant pay additional funds or obtain liability insurance. This bill would authorize a licensing authority to charge the additional processing cost fee for a license renewal and would permit 
the licensing authority to collect the first 50% of the fee upon filing of the application. The bill also removes the prohibition on licensing authority requirements for additional fees or liability insurance. And that's important because uh, California lawmakers are looking at a liability bill, right? So every gun owner, every concealed carry holder in the state of California would be required to purchase liability insurance, um, which doesn't really exist. But in addition to that insurance mandate, uh, which is being prepped in SB2, again, issuing authorities, let's say San Francisco County, right, which just issued its first concealed carry license post-Bruin, they could add on whatever additional fees they wanted to, jacking up the cost of exercising a fundamental right. Something, by the way, that the Supreme Court said, eh-eh, not allowed, even under shall-issue systems uh, in the uh, Bruin uh, decision. SB2 goes on to say that uh, under existing law, it is a crime to bring a firearm into a state or local building. It makes it a crime to bring a uh, loaded firearm into or upon the grounds of any residence of the governor, any other constitutional officer, or member of the legislature. Existing law exempts a licensee from that prohibition if, among other things, the licensee has a valid license to carry the firearm. Uh, That bill would remove those exceptions, except as specified. The bill would make it a crime to bring an unloaded firearm an unloaded firearm into or upon the grounds of any residence of the governor, any other constitutional officer, or member of the legislature. Though it also prohibit a licensee from carrying a firearm in specific locations, including, among other places, a building designated for a court proceeding and a place of worship as defined with specific exceptions. Yeah, um, actually, the laundry list of prohibited places or sensitive spaces um, is so long, I, I can't, I couldn't screenshot it. So I've just got to read it to you. Because I, I wrote down, and it's and it's full of legalese. I mean, you really got to wade through the entire text of the bill. I may have missed a couple of sensitive places, but here are the ones that uh, that I found: um, all state and locally owned buildings, right? So all government owned buildings, all areas under control of an airport authority. Uh, as I mentioned, the governor's mansion, state legislative uh, residences, public transportation, private transportation. Bars and restaurants, preschool and child care facilities, public and private health care facilities, permitted public events, playgrounds and parks, state parks and wildlife areas under the control of the Department of Fish and Wildlife, colleges and universities, gaming venues, stadiums, libraries, amusement parks, museums, churches and houses of worship, as I mentioned, banks, including parking lots of banks, uh, as well as all commercial property unless specifically authorized by the property owner. Yeah. So under the California Carry Killer Bill, If you possess a valid concealed carry license, when you left your house in the morning, you would have to uh, unholster your firearm, unload it, uh, lock it up in your vehicle, because even if you have a concealed carry license under this bill, you're not allowed to carry in your own private car, right? Then uh, when you get to where you're going, let's say you want to do a little bit of grocery shopping, uh, you have to look to see if there's a sign that says concealed carry is allowed. Otherwise, concealed carry is prohibited, even though the Supreme Court has said that the Second Amendment protects a, a general right to carry for self-defense in public. Yeah. And by the way, the vast majority of states across the country have uh, the opposite, right? If you want to ban concealed carry from your premises, you can as a property owner, but you need to post that. You need to let concealed carry holders know, hey, you're not allowed to come in here. Because, again, when we're talking about a general right to carry in self-defense, the presumption should be that uh, concealed carry is recognized, not that concealed carry is prohibited. So the fact that California is introducing 
these restrictions that have already, again, in many uh, states, or at least in several states, um, drawn the scrutiny of the federal or state judiciary. You know, it's telling because I think they know that they're going to lose this fight. I do. Even in the Ninth Circuit. Now, look, it, it may take a while before these laws are officially struck down. But I think Gavin Newsom knows that ultimately much of what he proposes today is going to be tossed out by the courts if it's enacted into law. This isn't about public safety. This isn't about trying to make the state of California a safer place. I mean, that, that, that may be what Gavin Newsom tells himself at night. But SB2 would create a host of new criminal offenses carved out of a fundamental right. And there is no way that uh, many of these provisions are going to be upheld under the Bruin standard. It's just not going to happen. But they're going to continue fighting against our fundamental rights. They're going to continue to put these unconstitutional, unconscionable laws in place, indefensible though they might be, simply in an attempt to drag out and delay the inevitable uh, recognition of the fundamental right to keep and bear arms for as long as they possibly can. And, you know, I know we've talked about this before. I think I may even talked about this last week. Uh, I think I wrote about this at Bearing Arms. It is so frustrating. It is, it, it, it is so bitterly disappointing to see politicians like Gavin Newsom or Phil Murphy in New Jersey or Maury Healy in Massachusetts come out and not only condemn the tens of millions of Americans who are exercising their Second Amendment rights, but again, to try to thwart and impede the exercise of that right. It does recall the days of massive resistance uh, after Brown versus Board of Education in 1954. And as I wrote a few days ago, here in Central Virginia, where I live, it took 11 years, 11 years for the public schools to be desegregated after Brown versus Board of Education. That decision came down in 1954. And it wasn't until 1965 that the Supreme Court uh, handed down an opinion in a case called Griffin versus Prince Edward County that said what Prince Edward County had tried to do to get around integration was unacceptable. They had shut down the public schools rather than integrate. They gave vouchers to white students to go to private schools that, in effect, became the de facto public schools. Um, black students didn't get those vouchers. And for five years as the public schools were closed, they were educated in private homes, in church basements, anywhere that the community could find a place and the people who might be able to, uh, you know, impart a little bit of knowledge to these kids. It was shameful. It was despicable. And I'm getting the same vibe right now in places like California and New Jersey. Maryland, Massachusetts, and Hawaii, Illinois, Washington State, where, again, the Supreme Court has said, listen, this is a fundamental right. You can't infringe it. And these blue states and the politicians in charge, given the middle finger, not only the Supreme Court, but to their own residents, 
to the citizens in these states and saying, well, to hell with the court, to hell with your rights, and to hell with you as well. But as much as they lash out, they're not going to get the last word. And it will not happen as quickly as we want it to. It will not happen as quickly as it should. But one day, I have every confidence that justice will be done to California's repeated intrusions and infringements on this fundamental right. Now let's turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report, which also, by the way, comes from California. As Governor Gavin Newsom and lawmakers are taking aim at legal gun owners, a 23-year-old arrested in California after allegedly shooting and killing a cop in the small town of Selma. And the local DA says that Newsom and the legislature have blood on their hands after the death of this officer, pointing to the lengthy criminal history that the 23-year-old suspect had managed to rack up in just a few short years. Uh, According to uh, authorities, the officer in Selma was patrolling just before noon on Tuesday when someone flagged down his patrol car and said there was a suspicious person in a yard. As the officer exited his car, he was shot several times, pronounced dead at a uh, local hospital. The officer's name not immediately released. The uh, 23-year-old man later found. Selma Police Chief Rudy Alcaraz said, I'm absolutely outraged. I'm horrified right now. President County Sheriff John Zanoni says the motive for the shooting under investigation, uh, but may have been gang-related. And authorities say the man arrested had a criminal record that included robbery and gun possession charges. He was wanted by probation officers at the time. Uh, and again, the local district attorney in a uh, press conference uh, gave some more details uh, about this uh, suspect's criminal history. Uh, Lisa Smithcamp, Fresno County DA, said the suspect is, quote, an admitted gang member that has been arrested for several felony offenses that were prosecuted by her office related to robbery, weapons, and drugs, and specifically said that in March of 2022, less than a year ago, the suspect was sentenced to five years and four months in prison, but was released after serving less than one-tenth of that sentence as a result of credits for time served in local jail and other factors. A five-year, four-month sentence in prison, and he did a total of five months after that sentence was handed down. Smith Camp said the governor and certain members of the California legislature have created a warped system that allows active and violent criminals to receive arbitrary time credits in an effort to reduce the state prison population to reach their goals of closing more prison facilities. And she said that uh, leaders who support this, quote, overreaching phenomena that they try to disguise as legitimate criminal justice reform have the blood of this officer on their hands. Again, California is trying to shut prisons down. They're trying to reduce the prison population, not based on the amount of crimes that are committed, but based solely on the number of offenders who could possibly go to prison. And the goal seems to be to keep those violent offenders out of prison as much as possible, to get them out of prison as quickly as possible when they have to go. And oh yeah, turn the right to keep and bear arms into as many different non-possessory or non-violent possessory offenses as they possibly can. They're getting it backwards. 
violent criminals are getting off with slaps on the wrist. And meanwhile, they're trying to turn law-abiding gun owners into felons overnight. Now, today's armed citizen story, Alabama, where a, a jury acquitted a man of murder, finding that he acted in uh, self-defense in a, a 2019 shooting that uh, prosecutors say uh, started over a property dispute. Um, basically, there was a dispute between two neighbors, uh, William Brantley and uh, Kenneth Wayne Adams. Adams was ultimately charged with Brantley's murder, uh, though he had uh, maintained from the beginning that he shot Brantley in self-defense. Apparently, the property dispute had been going on for several years. Uh, when deputies responded to the scene that night, they found a white Ford pickup truck and a body line a few feet away. Uh, that was Brantley. He had been shot four times. It's apparently an argument over logging trucks uh, that were on Adams' property. Um, uh, and uh, Brantley uh, apparently was angry that the uh, logging trucks were constantly driving back and forth. He had gone to confront Adams. Uh, dash cam footage from Adams' vehicle showed Brantley walking up, coming in front of the vehicle, and walking to the driver's side window. Um, there was an argument. And then a fight actually took place uh, out of the camera's view. But uh, afterwards, uh, Adams dialed 911. Uh, Adams uh, dialed 911, told dispatchers a man had approached him with a gun, urged him to send deputies to the scene quickly. Um, a firearm was discovered on Brantley at the time. Prosecutors alleged that Brantley never drew his firearm, but defense attorneys uh, pointed to blood spatter that was found on Brantley's uh, weapon and said uh, that, that that could only have come if the gun was in Brantley's hand uh, when those shots were fired. Um, jurors, according to uh, local media, able to visit the scene of the shooting on the last day of the trial, walked from one end of the road to the other. Uh, they deliberated late into the night, and then uh, shortly before 9 p.m., a couple days ago, January 27th, they uh, told the judge that uh, they believe that Adams was not guilty of murder. And so the uh, criminal charges against the uh, homeowner are uh, no more. Uh, Brantley's wife apparently has filed a civil suit against uh, Mr. Adams. But uh, Kenneth Wayne Adams acquitted not guilty of a murder and instead uh, believed to be acting in self-defense. Finally, today's good deed of the day in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, Strasburg, PA, where a, a neighbor, who, by the way, I don't have this screenshot, but the neighbor's got a Let's Go Brandon sign in his front yard. Uh, this neighbor, well, he went and got a, a man who was uh, trapped inside of his burning home in Strasburg, PA, and is uh, being hailed as a, a result. Uh, this was Monday night about 8 p.m strasburg fire chief charles france says a neighbor called 911 reporting a house on fire with a man stuck inside uh, even though firefighters were on the way uh, the neighbor ended up knocking down the front door and dragging the man out france said you see a fire most people are running away from a fire and the fire department gets here and we're going towards the fire he says for a neighbor to do that you have to be a close-knit neighborhood um the neighbor did not want to talk on camera with local media, but uh, did tell uh, reporters that he heard the man inside the burning home screaming for help. He said the only thing that was going through his mind was getting that guy to safety. Um, the home is uninhabitable, but uh, thankfully no loss of life. Man was airlifted to a local hospital for burn treatment. Um, his animals, two dogs and a cat, also rescued from that home. They were taken to a shelter to be cared for. Hopefully he's able to reunite with them in the uh, very near future. Uh, once he is recovered from those injuries, 
uh, injuries that could have been a lot worse, perhaps even fatal, were it not for that neighbor in the right place at the right time and willing and able to do the right thing. So whoever that anonymous neighbor is, thank you for your very good deed. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program as always. Don't forget to check out BarryandArms.com throughout the day for the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. It is a very, very busy time right now with the courts, with the legislatures back in session. Uh, yeah, there is a lot to cover, but we'll, we'll, we'll do it all. We'll let you know what you need to know. And if you like what you see, maybe not in terms of uh, <clears throat> what we're reporting, but how we're reporting it, I would encourage you to become a VIP member at BarryandArms.com. Just go to BarryandArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS. And you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. We're going to give you exclusive content, news stories and analysis you won't find anywhere else because your support really does matter and it does make a difference. So thank you very much to all of our new VIP members out there. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.